0: All right, welcome to Against All Odds, Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Cousin Sal, but it's weird. Also joining me, Master Tate Frazier, working the board here. He's the CEO. He still has time to patch in our audio. Imagine that, the CEO. That is dedication. What's
1: happening, Tate? Uh, this is for life. AAO for life. You know, anytime, any day, <laughs> anything that Harry needs, I can make it work.
0: Well, I don't yeah. uh it's not for life until you get the tattoo. that's uh, it's kind of how I, yeah, I right. look at this. <laughs> you have other tattoos for other shows, but I love it how How are you now that uh college basketball's over are you getting? Getting the respect that you used to.
1: I uh, I had a great day today. We did a little podcast. The uh, FBI trial wrapped up today, so we got to talk about that, make fun of that. So that's always a good time. So we figured out that everyone is a bunch of idiots. So that's uh that's always a good way to stand when it comes to college basketball. So and nice. we we are a part of it. We are also the idiots talking about it. So it's uh it's a good yes. time. Yes,
0: Tate Mark Titus, two of the biggest idiots you'll ever see. There's uh, <laughs> one shining podcast. It's all over the place. Ringer Podcast Network. Check it out. I had a a. a Rough day on Lock It In, my show on FS1. There's uh, Monday through Friday, 4:30 to 5:30 Eastern. I went up against Jeopardy James, and the clip is on uh, clips on Twitter right now at the cousin Sal. I posted it, but he he, I'm, I'm, I'll bury the lead. He beat the crap out of me. The guy's good. <laughs> the guy's good at Jeopardy. <laughs> I think the questions might have been rigged, but I don't want to give it up. But anyway, uh, on the line right now. In addition to Tate, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, couldn't do it without them. The degenerate trifecta, Brother Bry, Harry, and Darren, the Parlay Kid. These guys went five and one. Five and one. What is that, Tate? 83%? Yeah, 0.333? Like,
1: yes, that's exactly it.
0: 83% on the podcast. And we do that every week. We go 83%. That's our only promise. <laughs> Parlay Kid, you had two winners last week, right?
2: yeah so I took the Bruins in game four uh they were even they were down two to one at the time uh and then i took uh, milwaukee bucks getting uh, they actually they were plus uh one fifteen to uh win game three in boston they they did uh they did just that uh, and they did it again so mm.
0: we're, we're I guess we'll go be talking area. a little bit more that-
2: about that soon. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are.
0: They are crushing. They are beating the crap out of the Celtics uh, r- right now. As we speak, uh, there's a few games going on. Denver, Portland, game five, Philly, Toronto, game five, St. Louis, Dallas and the Pucks game seven. So we are not going to speak about those games. We'll we'll talk about Houston, Golden State, game five, Boston, Milwaukee, game five, the Boston, Carolina uh, series, Eastern Conference finals and then Colorado, San Jose, game seven but um yeah harry i took one of your picks you had winning picks i had under what was your trend harry that the eastern conference games go under right
3: the East, eastern conference semifinal games will go under i think it closed at seven wins three losses when i gave, when i gave it out i think it was five and one so but you had it last night right you got it last I night, had it
0: last night, a little scary. I will say uh, with this pulling the goalie in the, in the closeout games, it gets, it's, it's the uh, equivalent of landing an airplane for a sports gambler, because I had under five, uh, Bruins get two goals quickly in the third, make it three, nothing. And then for the last three and a half minutes, uh, Columbus is without a goaltender. And that was, that's really scary stuff, but it somehow remained three, nothing the under hit. Thank you for that one, brother. Bry. Let's talk Kentucky Derby. I know we're middle of the week already, but, uh, you know, I cry all the time when I get a bad beat, but I, I did get lucky. I had no horse would go wire to wire and win on a parlay with Canelo Alvarez. The Canelo part I didn't get lucky in, but the no wire to wire, definitely maximum security, went wire to wire, was disqualified. I don't know. I don't see... Was there a foul, Brother Bry? I haven't seen a thousand inquiries. I've seen a thousand pass interference calls or non calls. I know what that should be, but did you think it was a foul? You bet the race. Uh,
4: I mean, look, uh, all the horse racing rules. I I don't know all of them. I was actually I was shocked that they did rule a foul. How, however, I was rooting for it because I had the one horse and pretty much like forty thousand bets, and the one horse was the horse who really got. He got like. Maximum Security put his ass into that horse's face. He he stepped. Up, I think he stepped on that horse as well. So that was really, yeah. you know, that's where it's tough because obviously, like that one horse was the one that was really impeded. Um, so mm-hmm. that other, the other horse winning, uh, what what was his name? Uh, country something. I mean, that that was kind of just
0: country house. Really
4: yeah. lucky. And I mean, I can only imagine to be on that side. If you had if you had that horse sixty five to one, it would have been great. I mean, to me, regardless, I. Consistently, never went on these horse races. I wasn't going to win either way, so I was kind of at that point in time just rooting for disqualification, just to be like an asshole. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was the right call, though.
0: Our, our buddy uh, Joe House, who will be on the podcast next week, uh, he he had maximum security. I said, "Congratulations, you have your la la land." That's exactly what I. I mean, imagine you say, "All right, Country House was, was sixty five to one. What were the odds?" After maximum security, one for country that was a uh, seven hundred million to one. That's kind of how I felt with the uh, La La Land. Yeah, I mean that,
4: that was the thing. Like how bad I've really felt bad for the jockey because you get interviewed and you're like you're celebrating, yeah. you think you won, and then I mean to see his yeah. face. I mean it, he almost it almost seemed like he thought he was gonna get shot
2: by the owner. Like oh my god, <laughs> this, is, this is the end of my well, life. It was ta- well, Well. Brian, right, that's what happened too. I, I, I don't. Was it the owner who said he was like just about to call his father on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, uh, and right, he's like, and this is, he's like, this is going to be a really emotional phone call. He said, because right, it's because the, the owner, or I don't know if it was the owner or trainer. I, I'm not sure, but uh, he himself was probably like sixty years old. So I'm guessing his father's very old, and uh, he said uh-huh. this is going to be a really emotional phone call. He said it right there, right after the win, and then it just got yanked out from him. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess, I mean, I if guess his father right is
0: true, if his father's in his nineties, it might as well tell him he won who, who cares at that point. Right. Is he going to invest <laughs> it? Is he going to go online and read about this inquiry and everything? But the owner you're talking about, probably Kid, is Gary West says, uh, maximum security, not running, just as basically being spiteful, not running in the Preakness, uh, doesn't want to put that pressure on the horse if it can't win the triple crown. I don't. I don't get this oh. part, Harry. So what? You have a few races <laughs> to make millions of dollars. The horse doesn't know it can't win the Triple Crown. Race your damn yeah. horse, right? It's
3: insane, right? You know. You know. It's funny too. So like, working in sports books for fourteen years, like I did, and horse betters are just the, the worst. They really are because, like, everyone knows they all claim they all know the rules and everything like that. But I'm telling, you, if you're in a book and if, if if the horse should have been taken down or not. It all depends. If you were to ask everybody who supposedly knows everything about horse racing, they would tell you, because based on what they bet, if it should have been taken down or not, not by the rule or what should have really happened, mm-hmm. but only because of the way they bet. It's really is. A-
0: yeah, I kind of feel we're the same way with football, baseball, basketball. <laughs> all of it. I don't know. We're all sore <laughs> losers. I know what you're saying. And then there's the yeah. winner, Country House. Uh, that horse isn't racing in the Preakness. You know why? Did you hear, Tate, why Country House isn't racing?
1: No, why not?
0: It has a cough. I'm not kidding. It has a cough two weeks before. The it's race. the Joel and
1: beat of horses. Exactly. Oh it's my a different, gosh. Are you
0: dif- the, course, the horse has a the horse is course, or coarse is horse. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't get. I, this is honestly the top two horses are huh. not and like. It's like if the Rockets and huh. Warriors after their series are like, <laughs> you know what? We're done. We're not. We 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 proved our point. We're moving on. So,
3: but value lock it in 500 is already done, huh? That's brutal. <laughs>
0: Oh, I guess so. Yeah, that's right. Jeez, yeah, that, I didn't even think awful. of that. That's awful. You're right. I had a, the horse will win a triple crown. So now a horse is not going to oh, win a triple crown. That's that really awful. All right. So I did get a bad beat in there somewhere. I knew it was coming. Uh, let's talk uh, NBA for a second. Like I said, uh, Denver, Portland plays tonight. That's game five. That has been the best series. I think I know Houston is tied with golden state, but that, I don't know. That series kind of annoys me for some reason. Uh, but it, Tate, do you agree the Denver Portland series has been the best?
1: Yeah, we got the four OT game. We got the Jamal Murray free throws uh, on Sunday night, which were pretty impressive to see a guy go to the line and make all those free throws to win the game, which was nice. And then obviously Dame Lillard's probably been the talk of the town as far as the playoffs, was, you know, so far. I mean, it's basically to me, it's between that Portland team and then Giannis and the Bucs as to the two teams that have really, st- you know, stood out. And I think, you know, people are just t- tired of watching the Warriors. They're tired of watching Amon the Shepard. They're tired. Of, they're just tired of a lot of... Uh, people that are in the series, but uh, uh, I would say PJ Tucker is worth watching in that rocket series. He's been great so far. So, yeah, uh, but I think Denver, Portland definitely right now is probably the most fun series.
0: Yeah. Shumpert Gordon really stepping it up. Yeah. This Denver Portland thing is good. I, I feel it's of little consequence though. I feel like the, the, either of these teams bow out in five or at most six to Houston, golden state, Philly, Toronto, uh, as we said, that's going on. That game five is being played tonight uh, Philly is what a spastic team. Uh, we made the Joel, Joel Embiid joke, but honestly, it it is, he's like my 80 year old aunt. Like every day he wakes up with a different ailment and, uh, probably kid. I think he had 33 in game three, but I don't think that's the Joel Embiid we see for most or any of the rest of the series.
2: Yeah. It's Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Jekyll and Hyde one game to the next. Uh, you know, he's like, right. He's there, I guess would consider to be their superstar. And, um, you know, in these type of games, you need a superstar to show up. And I guess they just can't rely on him to show up on a nightly basis. It just seems like that. Terrible.
0: Yeah. Brother Brian, I, I I said, like, no superstar in basketball looks worse than Joel Embiid when he's bad. You know what I'm saying? You no know, when we talk about that with Serena Williams, like, we kind of know when she's going to lose. That yeah, kind of thing. I'm starting to feel that way with Joel Embiid.
4: Yeah, because you could tell, like, there's there's games where, like, he's just falling over himself, he's going he's going to the ground, like, ten different times a game, he just looks, like, lethargic, he looks, like, heavy and fat, and just out of shape, but I know he's not, so, but, you know, and then you get that huge game the next game, so it it is really, it, but you're right, that so you could tell, kind of, yeah. right away what you're getting, I mean, he'll be missing, you know, some easy little, easy little shots around the rim, so, uh, yeah, uh, it's yeah, uh, I, I don't uh, know, last, maybe you bet, bet in-game as soon as you notice that he's, you know, as soon as
0: you notice he sucks. Yeah, you could. Uh, the, the uh, yeah, and, and, and like I said, this tape's Tuesday night, so mb will probably go off for 45, and, uh, t- in which case tape will just cut all of this out. But <laughs> let's talk about the games that take place uh, Wednesday, game five. We'll start with Boston at Milwaukee. Oh my God. Parley, could you have... Uh, You have a bet on this game. Milwaukee is favored by nine. The over-under is 218. Um, Let me just give you some numbers here. I mean, this Milwaukee, they're seven and one against the spread in their last eight. They're nine and three in their last 12 at home. Um, You know, I I just, that minus 200 to win the East. I can't imagine they're going to be less than minus 200 against Toronto or God forbid, uh, Philadelphia. If they play them a parlay kid, who do you like in this game five?
2: Yeah, so what a fun team the Bucks have uh, proven to be right. I think uh, mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Milwaukee fans, they must be very excited because the future is uh, obviously now and it's uh, very bright for the upcoming years. So uh, good for them. But uh, in this game, I think Boston getting nine here is a lot of points to a team that I would think would like to come out and show some pride here. Uh, man, what a terrible shooting night for both teams the other night. Uh, I'm not sure if it was like 17 for 78 for three in that game the other day. For both mm-hmm. teams combined, it was absolutely horrendous shooting from the outside. Uh, that's why the Greek freak was able to take uh, take care of the inside, which made the difference. Uh, let's uh, Man, Boston's bench has been brutal. I mean, how is this max contract for uh, Gordon Hayward looking right now for them? Uh, yeah. I'm sure Simmons is... Uh, Sick to himself over that one. But so that being the case, nine points is a lot. I think Boston's going to put their best foot forward in this game. I don't think they're going to win. But I think they come up, they show up. Uh, Coach Stevens comes up with a a pretty good game plan to uh, stop the Greek freak, at least as much as he can. And they cover this nine points. So take the Celtics plus nine
0: all right yeah we we talked about simmons bill simmons in this case tate your boss my boss to an extent but he he's he's given up he's given up on twitter he's given up i've talked to him he's given up he thinks the team hates Kyrie, and there's no reason for them to show up uh tomorrow what do you think
1: i mean i think that you know tatum and Kyrie are very you know they're independent operators i think that we all know that and i think uh Tatum isn't quite where he needs to be yet. And I think Kyrie thinks he's a lot better than he may be at this point. He said he's going to take it up to another level in the playoffs. He hasn't hasn't quite figured that out yet. Um, (laughs) It seems like he's ready to go. I saw Bill tweet out the Jalen Rose thing where Jalen is basically like the teammate, his Celtics teammates will pack up his bags when he's ready to go. Um, It it feels like it's at that point and I can't stop laughing because I mean, I don't know. It just uh, (laughs) it it just seems it seems almost fitting because there was so much hype going into the year, but it just never made sense in the first place because they're a pace and space team and Kyrie is an isolation guy. So it just didn't make sense. Uh, And now it looks like they may move on.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm i Tate is giddy over this. I love it. <laughs>
1: yeah, well,
0: His so, team, is, is Bill, Boston might is have a Bill sport the where they one. don't win. It's amazing. <laughs> is Bill the
2: number
1: one reason why people root against the Celtics? Like, is that like, I <laughs> no, feel like... it's the Duke guys.
0: The new, who are the new guys? Are the new guys at the ringer? No, oh. the
1: Duke guys Kyrie and, and Tate. The They're perfect. Oh, the Duke guys. The Duke oh, I guys. Guys. I see. I see. the Duke guys, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, but Redick is popular, right? I don't know. I don't know what goes on. Uh, uh, well, let me read another step. First of all, I'll tell you what Milwaukee does, which is uh, they've somehow become like the – as young as they are, they're like the smartest team. Parley, kid, do you notice this? I know you like Boston but uh, in game five, but do you notice like yeah. – They don't let you go on a run, really, aside from that first game that they yeah, blew, literally. which is really looking weird. Yeah. They really don't let you go on a run. You see like Tatum cut the game – cut it from 10 to 7. And then Milwaukee yeah. will immediately take the ball out. Uh, Greek freak will go 94 feet down the court and it'll, and I'll dunk it and get fouled. And it's like, Oh boy, we just lost those three points right there. It really, they're smart about that. Maybe they're just better than that happens.
2: Yeah. That happened all night uh, last night, right? Like it just felt like that kept happening where I yeah. thought the Sixers, like, the, not, the Celtics were, would close it a little bit. Then bam, it was right back up to whatever the lead was. They, they well, you know what? So they have they have multiple guys who can get the job done. Not just Greek freak, but I think they're pretty. They can shoot, they can drive. They do a little bit of everything, you know. So um, good team, and good team. They, they could win it all.
0: When you're dominating the paint like they are, I think it's 118 to 68 in the paint. Yeah, those those everybody likes hanging out behind yep. the arc and shooting, and that's going to yeah. be open, and it is. And they they have you know Middleton shoots, and you know they do okay with that. Uh, uh, let me read this. This uh, fascinated me. The Bucs are the 13th team ever to win 51-plus games by double digits in a season. 11 of the previous 12 won the title that season, lone exception being the 2016 Warriors. Uh, we know what they did. They blew the 3-1 lead. But, um, yeah, all right. So let's move on to the other game. Houston and Golden State, game five. I don't know. This is a weird – Golden <laughs> State's uh, favored by six. The over and a 219.5. Every game seems like it's going to go on there – and then there's a million points, Brother Bry, in the last, uh, you know, three minutes, um, five real minutes of the game. Um, what do you like in this one?
4: Yeah, I mean, these games, you know, these games have been tough uh, with Golden State because they just go on these runs and then they'll let teams right back in it. But I'm looking for a blowout here. Like th- these games have been really close. I mean, they haven't been well played, but they've been close at least the At least I can't argue about that. I mean, I felt like last year there was a lot more blowouts in this series. But they could have won either of the last two games. And that's even with an awful performance by Steph in Game 3. He was horrendous. Uh, And then Clay just hasn't been himself offensively, at least. I mean, he's done a good job uh, defensively. But I feel like this is a game where Clay has a breakout finally. I think they're going to win by double digits. If you look back to last year, they lost back-to-back games against Houston, and they came out and won by 29. So there's a few things I'll probably look at here. I'll probably look at Golden State minus six. I'll probably look at Golden State like in an adjusted line. I think minus 10 is like plus 155. I'll probably look at the Warriors by 21 or more at six to one. And I'll probably also look at like the play over. So uh, I know I'm putting a lot of eggs on, on Golden State here, but uh, I think six probably is still a little bit low for this game. Uh, again, every game has been within you know, four or six points here. so. Uh, But I think you're finally going to get a blowout.
0: Yeah, I I keep waiting for it. And, you know, I will say it it doesn't I I wouldn't be that you're not dead in the water if you have Golden State. And even if they lose game five, I really think they could win two in a row. I don't think they're going to lose four in a row. Um, You know, they lost back to back for the first time since late February. Uh, You know, I think they get some calls at Oracle. They're 110 of their last 11 playoff games against Houston at home. I think they covered seven out of eleven during that uh, same stretch. But yeah, like you guys said, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, those guys are making a difference. They're they're kind of fun to watch in this series. If you've had enough of uh James Harden. Harry, you see it differently though.
3: I do. I uh, I see it plus two ten. I'm taking the I'm telling you, the Rockets can do it. Rockets to win the series now at plus two ten. Like Golden State is six and four in the playoffs. Not very Golden State like. And despite thirty in game four, Curry still wasn't connecting on his threes as he went 4-14. Golden State was twenty four percent from three point land last night. Their bench is weak, only scored nine last night in the game on Saturday when I gave out the Rockets, which was a winner. Golden State's bench in overtime and and the entire game only scored for the entire game. They're relying way too much on KD. Meanwhile, Harden is finally getting things done late in games in the playoffs as he went and he's went for eighty in the games in Houston, like you guys said. Tucker and Rivers. Rivers was huge last night, too, in the, in their win. I'm still looking for that marquee defining game, Chris Paul. I think he's looking for it, too. But I think, still, Sal, you even mentioned Eric Gordon. Very underrated. Clutch player as he went for 50 points combined in uh, the games at home and really saved them in the first half on Saturday. Uh, it's two out of three, and I think the Rockets were very close in Golden State. Real close. They have enough this time to get over the top. I mean, basically... Come on, Chris Paul, get it done for yourself, your career, the city of Houston, and the fans that want to see somebody new other than Golden State Rockets plus two ten to win All the. Right, well, I
0: yeah, I don't know if Chris Paul was motivated, but you getting behind him like that, Harry, it's got to, it's <laughs> got to put him on a different level. I, got I'll, got I'll say you, this, Harry. Harry. T- t- I he's, think he's the- still
3: getting out uh, next year. He's getting a hundred. He's still owed one hundred and twenty-two million dollars. Get it done, man. Get the it playoff, paid. Something.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tate is still laughing about the, the Celtics <laughs> over there. Uh, I'll say this though, Harry, if you like the Rockets at plus 210, I, I would if you're backing the Rockets, I like them plus 460 in seven games. You really think the Warriors are going to lose four in a row? I don't think they can lose four in a row, right? Like that, Even if they lose game five, it's not a... Game five's not as know, a must. I think they can win anywhere.
3: Remember, this, like I said, in back in two games, they've gotten 16 points off the bench and despite what KD's doing still think he's got one foot out the door heading to New York already. So
0: yeah. I don't know. All right. All right. It's going to be interesting for sure. I think maybe uh, it's hard. Maybe it's I hard think. in time. What do you dictate to wrap that up? Cause this series will be over by the time we speak next.
1: I think, I mean, I, I agree with Harry in the sense that I, I think this Rockets team came back on a mission to beat the warriors. That was their plan. I mean, the unfortunate thing is if it's a, Reggie Miller type situation or a Chris Paul type situation where like when Chris Paul beat the Spurs in that first round, when he made the shot in game seven and then it was over where if they beat and they knock out the warriors and they lose to the trailblazers or the nuggets on the other side of that, that wouldn't be very great. Um, but yeah, I, I do think the warriors will figure it out because even though Duran is one foot out the door, I do think that they, they want a three peat just so that they can always be talked about. Like, you know, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, like Jordan, you know, they, they want to complete the three peat. So I think they still have the, that on their mind at the end of the day.
0: All right. It'll be a fun uh, two out of three
1: next few days. I like it, Harry. Take some balls. By the way, Harry,
0: Harry, how much do you hate this? The NBA schedules it. I know maybe this just drives people like me crazy. They schedule it so that there could be three game sevens on Sunday. Toronto, if there was a game seven, would be Monday. There's not going to be. No game Saturday. Not one game Saturday. Can't (laughs) even make Toronto game six a Saturday uh, uh, affair. What do you think of that, Harry?
3: I mean, Saturday night. you Got. I mean, they make a big deal during the regular season to have a special Saturday night game. Got to have a Saturday yeah. night game, and there's the weekend. It's the playoffs. Of course. It's awful.
0: Okay. I feel the same way. It's it, it's compatible to uh, Gary West saying Maximum Security isn't running because the horse has a cough or the other one, whatever it is, Country House. Anyway, uh, let's well, I was switch saying, gears. So I was
4: saying too that, that yeah. this is it's Sunday is Mother's Day too, so you're going to feel extra bad uh, oh, when yeah. you're when you're watching these games and and just, uh, I don't know. It it just seems like poor poor scheduling, poor
0: schedule. Exactly. All right, uh, let's switch over to pucks. Uh, I know Parley Kid's excited about this Boston Carolina series. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not as much as giggling Tate over there. Congratulations, Tate. The Hurricane, you know the name of the Carolina team? Yes, the
1: Hurricanes, yes. Okay, good. (laughs) Formerly known as the Hartford Whalers, yes.
0: (laughs) The Hurricanes are in the Eastern Conference Final against the Boston Bruins. We talked about the Bruins. They won 3-0 over Columbus. Uh, This series, minus 155 if you like the Bruins, plus 128 if you like Carolina. Parlay, kid, you have a take on this?
2: Yeah, Sal. Let's – oof, man. The Hurricanes kind of put a beat down on the Islanders. I know a couple of those games could have gone either way. uh, Playing at the Barclays Center certainly didn't help the Islanders uh, Mm -hmm. at home. It's kind of – Felt like probably some road games to them, too. But uh, the Hurricanes uh, were the better team they deserved to win. Let's stick with the Hurricanes here, Sal. Uh, You know, we've talked about this home ice advantage in hockey. I mean, is it really such a thing? I guess if you go to Game 7, sure, you'd like to be home, uh, I guess. But hockey is one of those funny games where I guess it really doesn't matter. So why not take the team with the plus sign in front of it? You know, both of these teams, Sal, have allowed the fewest goals per game in the playoffs. And Carolina actually has been the highest scoring team in the playoffs to this point, too. Last week, I predicted that Boston would get its top line going, which it did starting in Game 4. They've been on a roll ever since. But the Hurricanes are excellent I kind of like counteracting that. Rod Brindemore, what a, what a great young coach this guy is. He was a tough-as-nails player. And now as a coach, he's kind of like you could see the team has really taken on his personality. The Hurricanes so they had the, they had the best shot differential all year this year. They finished with 99 points which is better, but the metrics almost say they could have had more points. This is a real mm-hmm. legit team. I think some people feel like they're lucky to be to this point. No, this is a really good team. Uh so why not why not take them as the underdog here? You're getting plus money on it. Let's take them. And and a little bit of a tidbit here, South Sebastian Aho has four goals so far in the playoffs. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's plus seven fifty to have the most goals scored in this series, and he scored four in three games against the Bruins wow. this year. So, a little tidbit on the side. Maybe Sebastian Ajo to score the most goals this series at plus seven fifty two. So, uh, just let, let's jump on the Hurricanes' bandwagon. Let's let's root for Tate's Hurricanes here. Why not?
0: Right. Get I think Ooh, Parlay Kid Boston learned his lesson. Yeah, uh, the part we, you took four favorites uh, and on a parlay, not on the show, but in <laughs> <the> real life, <laughs> didn't come through. Yeah. Take the plus In round,
2: round one. In round one. I will round say, Paulie, kid, favorite.
0: if it's I might it. read your psychology here a little, it's a lot easier to say the Islanders were the second-best team if Carolina wins the Cup. So I, I could see why you're <laughs> this rooting. Is I, I see, this is true. Really this interesting. is true. <laughs> Brother Bri, you disagree. I think you're going Bruins, and you had the Bruins to win this uh, pass series by more than a game and a half, and uh, they did win 4-2. to two.
4: Yeah, so I had them uh, against the Blue Jackets minus one and a half, but like plus 155. So I kind of, well, I kind of lucked out that that hit, uh, being that they won the last three games. Uh, But I think this series, well, I'll say it's minus one and a half uh, in this series is plus 135. So I like this one again. Uh, This reminds me of pretty much of where they were the last time we spoke about this. It's a similar series. Uh, And plus the way the Bruins are coming in, they started off a little slow, but they finished the series very strong. So uh, if you look at this, I think Columbus and Carolina are pretty similar teams. I mean, the one thing I'll say about uh, the Canes is that I don't give them necessarily, I know they beat be the Islanders, but I don't give them a ton of credit just because the first two games, I mean, we know how hockey goes. There's a lot of luck involved. So there was a lot of, pucks bouncing all over the place. I'm not, I mean, Carolina is by far the better team, so they deserve to win. Don't get me wrong, but the Islanders, while they're a good defensive team, they're not like a real physical team where I feel like the Bruins, again, Bruins are a physical team. They can beat you in a lot of ways. The Islanders weren't really a threat to ever score in any of those games. Uh, They didn't really score much at all this whole season. So uh, facing the Bruins, I mean, this is a a different animal for the Canes here. And I think, look, they're coming in again. This Again, similar to the last series in that the Blue Jackets had all that rest. They're coming into this series. They played seven games. I mean, they probably needed the rest. Don't get me wrong, the Canes, but... Mm -hmm. They've, they've been off for six days as well. So any of that momentum that they probably had, they might have lost. And then the Bruins, are, again, are coming in. They're flying high. Uh, they played really well. It's, again, they, I think they're a the m- much more physical team. They're going to be a problem offensively as well, where, again, the Islanders weren't. So I think right. the Bruins are the best team left in hockey. Uh, so I think the minus one, and a half, the plus money here, 135, I think is good value.
0: Well, for no other reason, poor Boston is about to lose their Celtics. And uh, so they, they they have to pick it up in another sport, right? They can't, they can't be bad sure. in two of the four sports, right? It's just unheard of. I, 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 what would, what would life be like around the ringer offices, Tate, if, if they're, <laughs> If the Celtics and the Bruins crap the bet,
1: well, Bill's in plus territory. If uh, the Bruins go, then they're in the finals, obviously. And then if uh, the Hurricanes go, it's the Hartford Whalers, and they're also in the finals. So it, it's a it's a win win situation. At least he has someone. Did you in the and finals. Bill have
0: a side bet going on. This is your two hometowns.
1: No, not yet. I mean, I, I had uh, you know the the Hurricanes and the Blue Jackets were on a crash course. Myself, Mark Titus, uh, but that mm-hmm. didn't quite happen. So uh, not yeah, now we're in this now we're in the situation with Bill. So uh, I got to figure all it out. Right. I don't have the money to make the side bet. So well, I got. You know what? Harry. Maybe that could be part of the can. deal.
0: It could be there could be a raise in your future if, uh, <laughs> if the if the puck drops the right way. Uh, Harry, let's move on to uh, Game Seven, Colorado San Jose. Now the winner of this will play the winner of tonight's Game Seven, St. Louis and Dallas. Uh, home teams in Game Sevens. I think this is throughout the year, all the years in NHL playoffs. Uh, you want to guess, Harry, what the home team in Game Seven? What percent of games they win in the playoffs? forty-eight? No, nah, 58, 58. But I, I thought it would be higher. I thought it would be even higher. It seems like it's really hard yeah. to knock off the uh, home team. Now, it did, it did happen uh, in the last round. But what do you like? Abs or Now, I have money on San Jose. I made a dumb bet on locking in. I bet yeah. uh, that San Jose, uh, Denver Nuggets, and Golden State Warriors would win their series. I think that was plus 160. And I lost value on two of those games yesterday already. So, I obviously need San Jose to win game seven. What do you like?
3: Well, I took the Avs like two pods ago at plus 120 to win the series versus the Sharks. Look, Sal, I'm sticking with Colorado. Uh, I'm (laughs) going to reiterate on a stat I said, too. The A seeded Avs lead the league, led the league in goals, scored in the last five minutes of games. What a thriller it was last night to force game seven with a home overtime win. Uh, it's been a tightly played series. San Jose leads 17-16 in goals scored. Uh, no one has won consecutive games in this series until now. Colorado gets it done. Like they got, they're getting they're getting uh, help from other people. JT Comfort stepped it up last night, scored two goals, and had an assist And Tyson Yost, scored a goal for the second straight game, taking pressure off center Nate McKin- Mc- McKinnon, who's had a fabulous postseason. I think they have to get it done. seed still alive. Going up against San Jose, San Jose still injured,
0: has uh, some injuries. I think they get it done. Tight game, 3-2. 3-2, right. two. Two, huh? Yeah. I think that's five and a half, well, 3-2 in, uh, in a in a game like this. Remember, they start pulling the goalie like uh, midway through the second period if a team gets done now in these closeout games. Let's
3: get a goal but, late. Let's, keep, let's add to that stat. I got gotcha. you. All
0: right. Well, listen, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week. The degenerate trifecta Tate and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Now, last week, the captain killed it again. He had Arya Stark against, uh, against uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, two weeks ago. Last week, he proposed this, and this was a head-scratcher. The weight of the jockey on the winning derby horse versus the winning team in Game Three's point total. Now, Flavian Pratt, as far as I could tell, the, uh, he rode um, Country House weighed anywhere between 118 and 120 pounds, depending on what you read Houston's point go- game point total in game three. This was a Saturday game. They had 112 and they went to overtime, which I think I brought up as a factor in this. They scored 14 yeah. in overtime. They ended up with 126. Nice job, captain. You did it again this week. This one's probably not going to pay off immediately, but this week, the captain gets somewhat political, although it doesn't have to be Uh on the heels of Tiger Woods receiving the Medal of Freedom (laughs) because he's now, I guess, free to chase uh, Hooters girls, not Hooters girls, without his wife threatening his life. But we're going to find out who is the next athlete to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Now, let me look at, I'll tell you, I looked this up, 33 athletes overall have been uh, pegged for the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom, 16 in the last 10 years. So kind of giving them out pretty quickly. And a lot of them make sense as Arthur Ashe, as Muhammad Ali. But then there's like Yogi Berra got one recently. I think Obama gave Yogi Berra a, a, a Medal of Freedom. I don't know. The guy sat around and said dumb shit all the time. He was a good manager, <laughs> good player. But um, So here's what the captain is uh, proposing Nick Bosa, 5 to 1. Conor McGregor, 7 to 1. Maximum security, 9 to 1. That'd be something. Tom Brady, 30 to 1. Colin Kaepernick, 50 to 1. In the field at 3 to 2. Parlay kid, which way are you leaning?
2: Yes, you brought up some interesting points right there. Trump, Woods was Trump's fourth uh, Medal of uh, Freedom Award winner, right? Alan Page, Roger Staubach, Babe Ruth, and then Tiger Woods. And like you said, Obama before him, 12, Sal. Uh, When did this even happen? Were we even aware of this? Like, Tiger got it, and we were very aware of it. Uh, I wasn't even really too aware of all these other ones. So we know Trump, is he's a competitor, right? So the one thing we know about him, he doesn't like to lose. He'll do anything to win, right? He'll do right. anything to win. He's right. He, so he's going to want to pass Obama uh, <laughs> with these nominations, right? He's certainly, and Obama's at 12. He's at four. He's got to get to work. Brady, as we know, used to be a Trump guy, right? He used to be a Trump guy. He's laid low over the last few years regarding it. Trump, in order to get back into Brady's good graces, will make him a soon to be. PMOF, Presidential Medal of Freedom Award recipient. Brady at 30-to-1, great value there.
0: Interesting. I thought maybe because he uh, skipped the White House uh, visit that it would slip down, but yeah, you might be right. Also, we probably saw on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Brady break uh, that snowflake Matt Damon's window, so that, that's got uh, to that nice. yeah, that's, that's that weigh nice. heavily in his favor. Uh, Harry, who do you like? You know
3: what, I'm going to take the 9-to-1, Max. Maximum maximum security because the horse getting disqualified was fake news. There was no obstruction, no collusion. Trump can certainly sympathize with all of that, and therefore, basically, he will give the medal to a horse.
0: <laughs> By the way, it's not that he could; he he did. He tweeted about. It. He said it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was because of political correctness that this inquiry even happened. But yeah, yeah, I could even. I what What would the lunch be like? Or the whatever you know? He gave the kid what he gave like a. What, what did he Boy. give them? The Chick fil A and Burger King. He gave candy. Clemson and all the
3: McDonald's and, the, right?
0: Yeah. You know, the, I wonder, the, does the horse get? I wonder what maximum security what is. Would
3: the hor- horse gets Kentucky Fried Chicken, maybe? I
0: don't know. Oh, there you go. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. He's got the buckets right yeah. there. All right, Brother Bry, who do you like?
4: All right. So, yeah, I, like you said, this is a weird award just because it, I don't think this was what was meant this award originally but now it just seems like uh yeah when yeah. bush had a ton then obama had a ton and i, I agree with darren trump's gonna want to break that so uh well i think probably darren might be right Brady's probably is a good fit i was also thinking romo probably makes a lot of sense being a golfer Ooh. you know sex and i think that that definitely you know the popularity that romo has right now i feel like that would be a good one for trump but I'm going to go. I'm going to say something completely opposite. I'm going to say Serena Williams. If you look at the list of all these award winners, I think there's only one female on here, and it's uh, Billie Jean King. So if you go through, I feel like uh, Trump's going to maybe want to make a statement. This would probably be a good thing for him to do. Um, And I think Serena Williams would definitely make the most sense, I think, on this list. I know they had some uh, bad blood probably too over the last like year or two, but I think you know, this would maybe get him back in good grace here. It, it would be a, a logical choice. For
0: him. Right. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Maybe but, she would show yeah. up for something like that. Uh, it's funny. I put Kaepernick or well, I'm sorry, the captain put Kaepernick at 50 to one. But if Trump doesn't make another pick for this, the next president should he or she be a Democrat would almost certainly make Kaepernick the, uh, the winner right there. Right. Right. Or one of the first few, I would think, but, uh, I'm going off the board here. I'm going field. And I really think this could happen and it could happen soon. John Cena, John <laughs> Cena, the professional wrestler, WWE <laughs> 17 champ, 17 time champion. You laugh parlay kid, but he turned uh train wreck from a B plus movie to an a movie. And, and most importantly, he's granted more than 600 make a wish requests. So I don't don't think that's toppable, actually 600 for someone who has a full time job Um, and he's a bipartisan pick. Like I said, like the Republicans, Democrats, I don't think uh, anyone would have trouble with this field. John Cena, three to two. Tate, does anyone jump out at you?
1: Yeah. Two words. Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Uh, Manning. Peyton Manning seems like a guy that would love to go and get the Tiger Woods treatment at the White House. Uh, And he's been off the grid lately. So. I could see, I could see Trump just saying since Tom Brady is not going to support him publicly, he's going to, you know, give Peyton Manning a a Medal of Freedom Award. All right.
0: Anyway, just to stick it to Brady. That's another week of Captain Morgan's make-believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Let's take a break to talk about CBS Sports HQ. Listeners, do you miss when sports networks covered the news and highlights without the yelling and fake debates? Wait, I resemble that remark. Hey, I know I do. That's why I watch CBS Sports HQ. What is CBS Sports HQ? It's the free 24-hour sports network that's built for fans like you and me. I love that I get tons of highlights, analysis, and instant game reactions. Everything that matters about the game without diving into political and social issues like other sports networks. And if you enjoy placing some bets or competing against your friends in a fantasy league, their experts are always dishing out their top picks and advice to help me win. So check out CBS Sports HQ. It's always on and always free. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Fire TV, Roku, or Apple TV to start watching today. Also, the old way of watching sports is over. Stream over a hundred fight nights a year without the pain of pay-per-view. The Zone's next big fight is Canelo Alvarez versus Daniel Jacobs. It's a champion versus champion fight live from Las Vegas, and it's a can't miss. Daniel Jacobs was diagnosed with osteosarcoma in 2011. It's an aggressive cancer in the form of a tumor wrapped around his spine. The tumor damages nerves, caused paralysis in his legs, Jacobs has miraculously returned to boxing and has fought through the boxing ranks to the top of the middleweight class. And not only has he proven that he's ready to take on Canelo, but he's fought the toughest opponents along the way. Canelo Alvarez, on the other hand, a boxing prodigy. He's held belts in super middleweight, middleweight, welterweight, He'll look to unify middleweight belts against IBF champion Daniel Jacobs coming up this weekend. Both these fighters are on the same level, incredible talent. And the outcome, truly an unknown. Three world titles on the line. Who's going to take it all? Watch this Saturday. All right, we're back on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Master Tate Frazier is here. The degenerate trifecta is here. Uh, listen, I don't want to, people might get bad at this segment, but Tony Romo, good. Good friend of the podcast. I can't even count how many times he's been on this podcast. Oh, wait, it was, it was once, and he uh, sent the message. But anyway, he's a friend of the podcast. He is golfing this weekend. He is, what is this, Harry? This is the uh, the Sam Goody Classic, the Byron Nelson, right?
3: Byron Nelson.
0: Okay, Byron and Nelson. Now, he was in a tournament, uh, a bettable tournament a couple months ago, Corrales. Uh, his over under was seventy nine and a half. First round, he had seventy. He had seventy nine, I think exactly. Uh, so he hit the under there. Obviously didn't make the cut or anything. But there's a bunch, a bunch of uh, props out there for Tony Romo uh, and the Byron Nelson. Um, I, I think he's ten thousand to one odds to win the whole tournament. But boy, like kid, we're big Tony Romo fans. What are the odds of an undrafted free agent out of Eastern Illinois? Would hold all the Cowboys records. What what are those odds? That's right. got to be at least ten thousand,
2: exactly. right? Sal, exactly right, Sal. So that's why here with th- with these some of these props, Sal, I'm going to take Tony Romo at eighteen to one to make the cut at this tournament. Mm-hmm. It seems like all odds are against him, Sal. You know, against all odds is what we say here. Uh, and, but what what really separates Romo, Sal, from everybody else is Romo loves to compete. He loves this stuff. He loves it. And yes, Sal, he has shot over 15. Uh, he's been over 15 over par in each of his two previous PGA uh, tour appearances. But again, like you said, this is Tony Romo. Okay, he's defied all odds his whole career. And don't forget, Sal, he's a member of this course. He has yes. played this course countless, countless times. He knows this course like the back of his hand. 18 to 1 to make the cut. Let's roll the dice. Let's take our good friend, Tony Romo.
0: I like that. Why not? If he's a shot or two outside the cut going into Friday, that could be fun. That'll be a lot of fun to root for. And like you said, he is a member of uh, Trinity Forest. Club. I, I don't know how he gets money to join yep. all these clubs, but he is a member, <laughs> uh, which makes me, pay. I'll jump in with my pick right here. There's a prop, highest score on any hole, over under seven and a half. I have it on good authority. He has never shot an eight or worse at Trinity Forest Club. So I am going... Under 7.5, if you could find that prop, and it is out there. Brother Brian, what do you think?
4: Oh, man, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. It's kind of a dick move by me oh, here. but no. uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say – I'm not going to say he plays <laughs> terrible here, but I'm going to go with the over 77.5 shots as the highest score in any round. Look, I think he'll have probably one good round, one not-so-great round, uh, I just think it's a lot of, you know, this, this is a lot, I mean, to, to shoot under 77 and a half, this, I mean, this is tough going up against these these competitors. I know this is right in his backyard, but like I said, all he really needs is, you know, one or two bad holes here. It's probably going to be hard for him to be that consistent uh, still. And, and like Darren was saying in his other PGA tour events, I know he's gone, you know, he's gone 15 over, maybe a little bit higher. So you know, if he goes seven over in one of the rounds, I mean, right there, he hits the over. And like I said, I think I'll have one good round and one not so good round. I'm pulling for him. I want him to, I want him to make the cut. Uh, All right. But I think this is a more realistic one. All
0: yeah. right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll let that pass. I will say this. Uh, I may have, you can sp- you can delete it. that. If you want. No, no, it's fine. I, I put it in his <laughs> ear. I said, listen, that he will bogey the first hole is four to five odds. It's minus minus one twenty. Uh, and I said to him, I said, just bogey the first freaking hole so we can make money. How hard is it to bogey the hole, fight your way back the rest of the round, the rest of the next two rounds, just bogey the first hole so we can. He, he, he told me to F right off, Parley kid, because you're right. He's very competitive. He's got that competitive spirit. He's not going to bogey the first hole for us. He's going to try. All right, Harry, I have to imagine if Brother Bry went anti-Romo, you're, you're doing it times 10.
3: Boy, well, no, hold on, hold on. I mean, that was kind of rough by Brother Brian. Look, I'm going to go with the prop. Will Tony Romo finish in last place? The yes is minus 130. The no is even money. Look, I'm going to say no. He will not finish in last. Yeah, I'm going to say he's not going to finish in last. I've looked at the field. I've studied it. And I'll throw Tony a bone here. God knows he can't catch one. Right, Seahawks fans? Uh.
0: <laughs> can't catch one. <laughs> What's the matter with
3: you? I don't get it. See how I, I didn't hear know. it. But, right? What? What did playoff. you say? Good, Good one, in right. the playoffs.
0: All, right, all right. No, I get it. I get it. You can't just say something nice. It's totally nice. You have, you have thirty seconds to speak. You can't just end it on a nice note. I <laughs> will say know. this, Harry. Uh You had this guy Max Homa last week, listed at three hundred to one odds at some sports books. He, uh, he won the Wells Fargo championship. You didn't have him at three hundred to one. You got it, uh, halfway through the day Sunday when he had a big lead, but, um, you know, stranger things can hey, you happen, know, right? It, it,
3: you, you get the winner in golf. You can always like, uh, pat yourself on the back. I mean, uh, that sure. was something he was he played fantastic. He played him, played his way into, uh, the PGA championship that me, the parlay kid and uh brother Brian will be at in, uh, less than two weeks, um excited there so uh we should have fun there but that was great yeah i had that and uh it went from uh went from down to up because of him that was nice over the weekend
0: yeah you guys are going you guys are going next week uh golf is taking over our lives or hey, tate this is something in the summer we're gonna go the uh, courtesy of callaway we're gonna do some stupid things we're gonna go bet what did i say where is that delmar no where is it
1: isn't it delmar
0: no it's the other one not delmar it's somewhere right there. I'd say, I said it now. I can't remember where it is. Carlsbad,
1: right? Carlsbad. Okay. Yeah. Right. Callaway and Carlsbad. Yeah. It starts with the same way. Yeah. We're going to go down to Car- uh, Carlsbad and uh, get new clubs, apparently. We'll see if that happens and uh, hit some golf balls and hang out. And, you know, Perry will have a great time. It's going to be great.
3: <laughs> Before we do this, we got to, Brian's got to come up with some good odds for all of us. Yes. Us.
0: Uh, we will We're gonna have to we'll get we'll, we'll get someone to publish them someone uh, legitimate will publish uh, odds on all of us all right let me read uh, yeah. uh, cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com that's where you can hit us up with an email hey why not go out there see if you can make it to our degenerate gamblers Hall of Fame give us your sob story give us your best gambling stories email at cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com uh, we have one from Tim McCarthy he's not I don't think he's putting himself out there for this uh uh, induction into the Hall of Fame but it says hi guys love the podcast my name is Tim McCarthy Chicago Illinois on May 5th I placed an 18 parlay for $25 on baseball totals for the day that would have paid $4,400 seven of them hit but the Rays Orioles didn't make it I got pretty aggravated then let it go later I logged on to my account saw a win of $2,238 I thought it was a mistake I looked into history of the bet and saw that the Orioles game was no action and competitor condition not met. took a couple minutes for my degenerate brain to realize they switched pitchers right before the game. On totals, the pitchers must throw the first pitch no matter what, unlike money lines where you could choose those conditions. What are the odds that one missed on that parlay would be the game where they switch pitchers? So my parlay reduced. I wanted to share the story with my friends, but nobody can understand what I'm talking about. Great show. You guys are the best. Tim McCarthy. Harry, you uh, I, I never knew that. That's that's pretty good. You work. Oh, the yeah. sports book. That's true. You know Starting pitchers have to go, sport.
3: huh? Yeah, on totals. Yeah, and out of the four sports, the, the sports that have the sport that has the craziest betting aspects to rules and regulations by far, by far is baseball with pitchers and everything like that, and, and having to go nine innings. Uh, you know, if you have a total, you know, if you have a total in a game and you have uh, over ten, and it's 18 to nothing in the fifth inning and it gets rained out and the game ends 18 nothing it's not a win you get your money back
0: is that right yeah Ugh. i guess it would be different from football because how many in football the the rule is what 55 minutes or something 55 minutes yeah and that yep. almost never happens anyway so you have to worry about it but baseball there's so many delays there's so many postponements um they have to have these uh weird rules yeah all right. Well, yeah, it, uh, well, I was going to say gambling doesn't pay, but it certainly does and Tim McCarthy's uh, case. Good job by you. All right, fellas. I think that's it. We're uh Brother Bri. Where where can people find you?
4: I'm at D Brother Bry. Uh, this is a busy week for me. Yesterday I took my dad to at uh, the garden. They had uh the street the street scraple at the garden. Some rest, some uh, college wrestlers, uh, some Olympic wrestlers. It was an awesome time. I'm I, I I couldn't tell you how much I really enjoyed watching it. So uh, that was a good time. Uh, we have uh, lacrosse coming up uh, this weekend. So I'll be betting the shit out of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year I had a really good run. I have no feel for the lacrosse yet. This I, I might have to watch the games this week and like, get a better feel for the week after. And then also there's a big uh, UFC, huge UFC fight on uh, with Rose, Nami, Yunus, and Jessica Andraj. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, Rose is actually one of my favorite fighters, male or female. So uh look for her. She's to, female.
0: Uh, She's not not male. Yeah. Or <laughs> uh,
4: so no, I, that'll yeah. be a fun I'm one. I'm forward-
0: trying to find a good uh, MMA fight. I thought Penn I thought Penn versus Guida, I think it was. I thought I was gonna go Guida, but you guys talked me out of it. But that that's the one you like?
4: Uh, Yeah, I like Rose on that one. I mean, I think there's two things that I don't love in that Rose is the first time she's fighting out of the U.S. It's it's in Brazil. It's in Andrade's backyard, and she hasn't fought in a year. Um, But I just think, I mean, is a bull, but Rose just is so so technical. She does so many things so well. Andrade, while she's looked phenomenal her last few fights, the one fight she really struggled at was against uh, Jacek. So... I feel like rose is going to be very similar she's a technical striker i think um i just i rose i feel like at as the underdog in this fight i like i mean if she was a, like a little bit of a favorite i probably wouldn't touch her because it is going to be an awesome fight andrage is going to go for the full 25 minutes crazy the whole time so uh this is definitely one to watch
0: all right and Parlay kid what about you a lot of lacros- you know i have i have some uh listeners and uh Grand Rapids, Michigan. They're like, we need to know about John Glenn Lacrosse High School Lacrosse. What I said, guys, calm down, calm down. Wednesday, the podcast will be up. The parlor yeah. Kid will update you. What is going on?
2: Oh no, Sal! The uh, lacrosse team—they just uh, they have seven-game winning streaks out. They're twelve and three, tied wow. the school record for most wins in a season. Uh, tomorrow, they got—they finished their regular season with the hopes of. Uh, right now, they're in a playoff spot, so. Hopefully uh, they can stay there, which would be quite an accomplishment for a team that was uh, ranked very, very low this year. Their expectations were not high, but a uh, good group of kids. So a lot of fun, and uh, you could get me at the uh, at the Chalk Talker. And a uh, shout-out to uh, Yanni Sal, this uh, Cornell wrestler that Brian got to see last night. This kid is phenomenal. Probably one of the most underappreciated athletes in, in, in the uh, United States right now. Phenomenal. Is he going to get a, a Medal of Freedom? Fan. Uh, he could sell, you know what? Put him up, put him up for us, put him up for it, man. Right. This kid, so this guy's kid's like 20 years old, beating grown men. He's he's uh he's phenomenal. If you ever hear him, he, but if you saw him, you never think that uh he's such a dominant kid. So great time I heard. For, I wish I was there last night, Brian. I wish I was there. It great, looked great like time fun. Around.
0: Guys were getting slammed off of the stage. It was actual stage <laughs> there. Kids were getting slammed. Yeah, 25th. I mean.
4: Yeah. To give a little context to it, they put it up on a stage and obviously to save room, you know, there's a huge, there's like a four foot, five foot drop off. And right away, oh, yeah. I think in the second match, there was the kid who just got tackled off the stage. Cause in freestyle wrestling, you know, you get awarded a point for pushing somebody at well for, for push, well, kind of like pushing somebody out. So, mm-hmm. uh, there was two instances where guys flew off the stage. One was actually Askren, uh, the UFC fighter, Jordan Burroughs, oh, yeah. threw him off. Um, but they were lucky. There was another time when the, the heavyweights, really the super heavyweights were going at it, and they almost went off the stage, which oh. would have been a nightmare. for There's little tiny women in, in the front row, so that would have been uh, awesome. Wow. So uh, they kind of lucked.
0: That's up. great. It really turned into a Mighty Mighty Bostons concert. You got the you got the whole uh, mosh pit <laughs> going. All right, your uh, you were Parley Kids at the... Shock talker, Polly Kid, or Brother Bry. Before we get to you, Harry, real quick, we have Game of Thrones odds. I want to throw this by you. Uh, to to yeah. me, only three people could rule Westeros at this point with two episodes left. I don't think they'd make a, a sharp left turn here. I think it could either be Jon Snow, it could either be Daenerys Targaryen, or it could be uh, Cersei if she survives. Snow is five to two. Daenerys four to one. Cersei ten to one. Sansa Stark, three to one, right, right before Daenerys Targaryen. Uh, Parley kid, this can't happen. That big mouth, she couldn't keep a secret for uh, six seconds.
2: <laughs> yeah, she couldn't tell uh, that. That's very interesting. So I, I, I don't know what uh, direction they, they're going. I mean, there's some very interesting theories about uh uh Bran Stark too. And, uh, and his whole role in this whole thing. And, um,
0: Brand Twelve uh, but let's,
2: you know, yeah. You know, they've, uh, right, they've, listen, they've been very female-heavy this season in terms of, uh, you know, females taking the lead on this show, which, you know, I'm totally fine with. I thought the show was, the last 30 minutes were awesome the other day. I thought the first 45 minutes, 40 minutes were brutal. Uh, but sure. the last 30 really uh, kind of remind me of the old Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. And uh, so I could, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd jump on uh, snow. i jump on snow. I think they're going to come back to the, you know, but uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, It's been, what do we have, two episodes left now? Is that
4: all we have? Two left,
0: about two Holy hours smoke. left. Brother, Brother Brian, what do you think?
4: I, well, it's funny that you say no way, Sansa, because that that's the one I, I actually was thinking. Wow. That was the one I kind of liked, because it just doesn't necessarily, well, it, it's not that it doesn't make sense, because obviously her relationship with Cersei, you know, the killing of her father, she kind of gets revenge, you know, from the torment, you know, that she had under her son uh, when they were, I guess, Married. So, um, were they get married? I don't even know if they officially got married. But, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, for some reason, I could see like Jon Snow being given it and then he hands it, hands the realm to, uh, to oh, yeah. so something, something a little, yeah, something a little like, I don't know, something a little out of the box. Cause I mean, right now, between Daenerys and Jon Snow, I don't know. I mean, she, Daenerys is turning heel, I guess, a little bit, but, um, Right. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. I, don't I thought the know. fourth I would say, episode. To me, I would
2: just yeah, thought
0: That, that, made that was right. my favorite out of, out of all of them. Parley Kid. I, I like a real villain. I like a real villain that speaks seriously. Fits the bill. I, she she could have really ended it all. Uh, the last episode. I don't know if she's yeah. literally looking down on uh, all the main characters yeah. there, all the good guys. She could have taken them all out. But uh, I really don't get it. It's not like she fights fair anyway. It's not like you know the red wedding was a disaster exactly you know, <laughs> orchestrated by her uh anyway all right harry i'm not even going to ask you to jump in here what can you tell us where can people find you
3: oh well, I i already got the inside info i heard i uh, heard it's denarius so i already know
0: oh where'd you get that <laughs> i don't know i didn't get that <laughs> you can find me bogey harry born at the Baron Allen <laughs> yeah right. uh,
3: like i said uh you can find me and uh my boss ken with the boys in new york next weekend that's going to be a lot of fun Uh, The weather here in Scottsdale this weekend, 79, 80. Going to chill by the pool, relax all weekend until we head to New York. That's about it.
0: All right. That'll be fun. You guys have to send a lot of pictures. We're going to, we'll be back with you guys next week. We're going to have Joe House on. Uh, Tate, what about you? Who the knew Cersei reports over yeah, the FBI. reports out for the
1: yeah. uh, NCAA FBI report is out. I was going to say who knew Cersei had such respect for the rules of engagement. Uh, <laughs> <I know>. uh <laughs> no idea. Uh, <laughs> I, do, you uh have
0: a, do you have an opinion date on this? Oh, uh, yeah. uh
1: ever, ever since they started making the episodes without the books, I've been, uh, I've been skeptical and it's only gotten worse and worse. Turned into a romantic comedy at this point. So, uh, it's, it's hard to watch. Yeah. It's not really making much sense. but uh,
0: I didn't read the books, but a lot of people are saying that. And I, I don't know if they're just being pretentious or not, but, uh, but it does seem like it, it, there is a little bit of a different arc now that they have strayed from the books.
1: Well, I have sure pretension by association. My brother read the book, so he tells me that, that it's ridiculous. So I, okay. I just I just believe that. And then at Tate Fraser, One Shining Podcast once a week and Against All Odds once a week, good times.
0: All right, good times indeed. Like I said, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk the big, big, big golf. Tournament coming up. All the fellows are going to be there. Joe House will be there. We're going to wrap up uh, the second round of the playoffs in both NHL and NBA. It's baseball. So much going on. Maybe uh, six or seven more horses will drop out. I don't know. Can has there been a Preakness with no horses? I mean, I, I think I could maybe win that race. But but that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Watch locking in this week, Monday through Thursday, four thirty to five thirty Eastern on FS1. Jimmy Kimmel Live eleven thirty five tonight every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping.